welcome to the Inner Bitch, Inner Truth podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jacari, naturopathic doctor turned speaker, writer, and intuitive empowerment coach. Each week, I bring you inspiring stories, people, and messages to help you lean into loving your emotions, transforming your relationship with yourself and others, and giving you the clarity you need to create a life you love. Today I have with me Liv. <laughs> Musonas. Musonas. This is take two, but we're gonna leave it. Yes. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's okay. Musonas. Liv Musonas. Yes. And she is a chiropractic student and an acupuncture student that I actually met at the National University of Health Sciences where I got my degree. And you were my patient. I was. And then we just became friends. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> Sarah was my acupuncturist slash therapist. That's what I would introduce her as to my friends <laughs> because that's exactly what she was for me. And yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we were definitely meant to meet. Yeah, for sure. We're so much alike. It's so You're like mm-hmm. my little mini me. So much alike. And when I would get, um, when I would get appointments at the acupuncture clinic, I would just ask for whoever, like whatever fit in my schedule so there wasn't anybody that I was like attached to and then I got you on my schedule and so I think that's like definitely like it was meant to happen that way because otherwise like I'd never heard of your name, like nothing and I just like randomly like got you one day and then from from there on I was like, okay, this is the one I'm keeping and she was the only one that I saw. Yeah, and it's so funny too because like from what you were saying, just the things that you were telling me in the appointment I was like is this Mike's roommate because like mm-hmm. Mike had like told me about his new roommate and like she's super yes. cool and she reminds me a lot of you and yes. like all this stuff Mike did say that I mean he always told me like you should go like you should go see Sarah but I never like connect the dots and then I did come home from our first acupuncture appointment and I was like I met the coolest girl like she's awesome and I'm like raving about you to Mike and he goes that's Sarah and I'm like <laughs> oh that makes so much sense <laughs> like why I liked her so much <laughs> so no cute. it was meant to be yeah I mean you really helped me and I was t- telling someone this the other day you really helped me through like not only with acupuncture but like emotionally the hardest time of like my life mm-hmm. and that whole whatever five six months that I was like with you like it was so so helpful like my friends my family like my loved ones like I love them all they're wonderful but they could have not they did not help me like the way that you did and like some of the conversations that we've had really like changed my life and like gave me like the strength and just like the clarity really to make moves to like drastically change my life and like it was all for the better and like you always did it from such like a objective like non-judgmental just like really like listening place and that was I mean so helpful so you're you're in the right space for sure thanks we got a nice testimonial there yeah that was your best testimonial from me so sweet thank you yeah of course I'm so happy that I mean I think a lot of it is that we just we connect at like the soul level right and I think that because of that connection it's like everything else can just kind of flow from there. I think your insight about, like, you look at so many different things, too. Like, when you're addressing, like, an issue, like, for example, like, relationships, or if, like, we're talking about, like, body image or something, it's, like, you're not just looking at it, and that's the whole, that's a beauty about holistic medicine, but holistic medicine in in the, the sense that it's also, like, 
like mind body like therapy you know like Mm -hmm. looking at someone's problems holistically and also looking at their like body holistically like you looked at people's problems from a very holistic standpoint where it's like you didn't just zone in on what that relationship problem is like you look at the person like what they're going through what they've been through in the past what they're you know looking for in the future like you take such a like great understanding from like all these different sources I would say and so I think that's why your advice just like resonates so well with people and it really did with me because you took like a very holistic view to everything that I've like talked to you about and so it's been super helpful thank you yeah I think that that's like a huge thing that I have been working on and learning is just different perspectives yeah and like seeing someone's actions like you know, walking down the side of the street and I see this person like doing this thing that before my previous self would judge, I would like judge that person. But then I'm like, well, but like, why would I be acting that way? Like, what could that person be actually going through to make them do that thing? Yeah. And I think from literally just like the world is my whole experiment. And it's like, I'm literally just like learning so much from observing people in life. And then that trans over, translates over into coaching and yeah. hearing a situation and being like, oh, well, that person's probably acting that way because of this, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so helpful, like, having that outside perspective and being able to be objective and, like, take a step back. Because people, myself included, like, get so wrapped up in emotions. Like, yeah. we're so controlled by emotions. And sometimes, like, it just blurs, you know, things. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. The reason that I brought you on is because we just get into these conversations about body positivity and just how fucking hard and harsh women can be on themselves. And so I just, yeah, like that's what we're talking about. But I know that you have a story and I would love for you to share with everyone that story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a very similar probably story to a lot of women. Um, but it's not talked about enough and I love the conversations that we've had and that's why like I'm so thankful that you brought me on here and hopefully this resonates with somebody um, because the world that we live in today is it's getting like so much worse I feel like for women um, in in terms of like body image I mean there are things where it's like yes like it has been more open we're seeing more models that have different size bodies and so there's a lot of like there's a lot of movements in the right direction but there still isn't enough conversation about what's going on behind closed doors yes. and like what women are thinking about themselves. So a little bit backstory of me. Um, I started having issues with food and body image and kind of things that led me into um, choosing this career path. It started at like 13, 14. I had food sensitivities that messed with my hormones, messed with my body. Um, social media wasn't really a thing at that time, but I mean still just like media in general body image was always like something that I just like paid attention to and then having food sensitivities and that really like messing up like my brain chemistry like how I was feeling hormones when you're young I mean there was so many things and there was a point in my life where like I like would look in the mirror and like I hated myself my mother actually got me this mirror that says on the top beautiful because like I would cry because I hated myself and that makes me like so sad Mm -hmm. that a 14 like 15 year old girl like feels that way and it wasn't because I had done anything wrong it wasn't because of anything it was just because like I looked in the mirror and I didn't like who I saw why because my stomach was a little bloated and like I didn't whatever the reason was and it 
it's crazy. I mean, I've come so, so far, but I just want to be having these conversations more. Um, and also give people tools of like things that they can do. Cause I think one thing I've really realized over my whole journey, because so it started when I was like 14, it progressed into bulimia for a little bit. Um, high school was like, um, on and off of like getting really thin and then like gaining weight. I would like lose like six pounds in a week for like a dance and then I would gain it all back. And I just have these memories of being like so emotionally unstable and like nobody supporting me and nobody understanding and now being in the healthcare field. Well, the reason I was emotionally unstable is because I was starving myself. So my blood sugar was super messed up. My brain chemistry was messed up. My hormones were messed up. My period wasn't regular. So it was all these like health related issues that were making me like emotionally unstable. Like my dad would joke about like, oh, Liv always like cries before dances. Like, why would I cry before, like, every high school dance I went to? Because physically, I was beating myself up. Like, I wasn't an emotionally unstable, like, little girl. It was, I was just, like, fucking my hormones and, like, my blood sugar and, like, everything. And so, like, looking back in those memories, I'm like, okay, something needs to change. Like, we need to start just, like, educating women and especially younger women and even adult women about you know, like the conversations that you have with yourself in your head and also like who you, who you look at, who you compare yourself to, like so, so many things. Um, one thing that really helps me get more aligned with like myself and body image in general and just more accepting because ultimately like we want to come to a place of acceptance and there's no problem with having goals. Like goals are important. Like you should have goals about you know fitness or health or how you want to feel ultimately but the feeling should come first and I think that's the hardest part yes it's so mental Mm -hmm. and like ideally in the the fitness or like the healthcare world or the weight loss world the body image all of that we're doing it backwards like We're telling people to, you know, eat healthy first, exercise first, like, you know, calorie cut, go on diets, do keto, intermittent fast, like get more sleep, all these like health things. Yes, those things are all important, but you will continuously sabotage yourself if you look in the mirror and you hate who you see. Yes, 100%. Period. Like, end of story. Yes. And if we started structuring and like helping women young women, men too, like let's not exclude men from this conversation and start addressing the mental first, like that's how weight loss programs should be. Yes. Because that's the hardest part. And then all the health stuff, all the fun things that we've gone to uh, years and years of school for, like teaching people how to eat, the supplements, the exercise, like that all comes so easy. Yes. But you're going to be going your whole life. And I have like aunts like my aunt has been dieting she's in her 50s she's been dieting her whole life mm-hmm. you know and she's never come to that sense of like peace yeah that's all we ultimately want is just peace yes I read read this awesome quote the other day and it was like I don't give a fuck if I don't lose any weight like just take God take it away take away the anxiety take away like all of the hatred that I have to and the bend the negative relationship I have with food like I just want to have peace yeah with my body my relationship with food with everything yeah and that's kind of the journey that I've went on with my own health because I mean people look at me from you know 
the outside world and like I'm small I'm 5'3 I'm Asian like I'm just petite and so like I people could think like you don't have a care in the world of your body but it's even all the things I've gone through and all of the, the journaling and the lessons and everything I still have those moments yeah all the time of yeah. where I'm like looking at myself like picking myself apart I mean we just had that conversation yesterday yeah you know and with what's going on in the media and how like images for women in the standards of beauty change like big asses are in that wasn't a thing when my mother was my age mm-hmm. like I will never have that like I'm Asian like <laughs> it just it's not in the cards for me you know and so feeling like less of a woman because you don't have tits and ass like that's a sad thing like there shouldn't be these standards but they are and especially with social media I mean I'm on Instagram every day and I've had to actively unfollow people and, and do other things because it's not good for, like, the mental health. Mm-hmm. And these filters and everything. Like, I think about my younger sister who's 13 years old. I didn't have Instagram when I was her age. And I already had my own problems when I was 14. I couldn't imagine yeah. if I had Instagram. Yeah. And, like, the standard of beauty, there are surgeons calling, um, like, procedures, like, Instagram filters. Because yeah, women are coming in, they're asking to look more like a filter. Yeah, that literally, as soon as you say that, it just makes my whole body cringe. It's so cringe. sad. It is. Like, I look at, and I mean, there's so many procedures that people can, I actually, I follow plastic surgeons on Instagram for a reason. And the purpose is because I have to actively remind myself that anything is possible. Like, and the things you're looking at aren't real. Yeah. Like, you can pay to have the most perfect body. Like, truly. And if that is something you're striving for, you will never find that, like, peace and acceptance in in yourself. Yeah. There's, that I reminds know. me, there's this book, and I wish that I knew the name of the book, but some, some doctor, like a plastic surgeon, wrote a book about the percentages mm-hmm. of people who, like, had depression, had anxiety, or even yeah. committed suicide after having the plastic surgery because it didn't change yes. anything for them. Yes, that happens a lot of the times with people who lose a lot of weight really quickly. They think, like, all their problems will go away, and all of a sudden they're not used, they're not, that mental shift hasn't happened yet where they're, like, ready to feel like in that space and the right. attention or whatever it warrants, whatever it think things that they think they're going to get and the ways that they think they're going to feel. Like it, and that's more rare, I would say, is like the the exercise or whatever, or all of that coming before like the mind shift um mindset shift. Mindset shift. Thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> and and that is it's like if we could change the narrative and like switch yeah but that is so hard because you feel like you're lying to yourself yeah you know and like you look in the mirror and yeah if you're 50 pounds heavier than you want to be it's like that it feels like a lie but there are so many ways and this is where your specialty like comes in to really like practice I mean self-compassion has been huge for me I've started doing that um and just like being nicer to myself and talking to myself the way like a friend would talk to me especially with food I found that's really helpful because I can really spiral like a little bit when it comes to food sometimes still you know you eat one thing you're doing really good my mom had this like hilarious um analogy that she's like Liv if you if you spill a little bit of cereal this is like for binge eating let me preface like if you spill a little bit of cereal on the ground like you're not gonna dump the whole container on the ground just because you spilled a little bit and no no 
like my whole life if I spilled a little bit if I slipped up a little bit with my diet it's like binge like I would just dump the whole thing and that has self-compassion has helped me like be nice to myself and like it's okay yeah you know what like you had a long day like actually talk to yourself like what Mm -hmm. would your friend say to you like if you ate a cookie and you weren't what like whatever you know yeah you wouldn't be like oh my god like you're gonna gain all this weight and you shouldn't have done that and that sugar is so unhealthy like no your friend would never rip you apart and so having that like friend conversation with yourself has been really helpful for me yeah I love that you shared that that's I do something similar but I talk Mm -hmm. I like see myself as my as like a little kid inside like I literally have that little kid picture over there because in that picture I hated myself And it's, like, I know that anytime I'm in, like, the shit and I'm in my wounding, Mm -hmm. I know that she is the one actually online underneath that's just in pain. And so when when I hear those voices of, like, why the fuck are you going to eat this? Or what's wrong with you? Why aren't you eating? When when I hear those voices come online, I think about that picture. And I'm, like, okay, Sarah, like, you're fine. You're good. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You're doing your best. I have chills (laughs) because I've thought about that, like... I think about my younger sister and, like, my future daughter. And it, like, will bring me to tears thinking about, like, if she, like, hated herself. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, I don't want that for... I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Mm -hmm. And the things that we as women, like, put ourselves through and the way we talk to ourselves is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Like, you would never tell that to your daughter. Mm -hmm. Someone you loved, your best friend, like, the way that we, like, pick ourselves apart. Yeah, you know, and especially with body image, I mean, food is is one thing, and that has you know all of the emotions around it. But looking in the mirror every day, like this is the first year that I have like looked in the mirror, and I'm like, damn, you cute ass bitch. Like, <laughs> it's always been. This is the first because I've been starting to practice self compassion, and it's like the first time that I've looked in the mirror, and I like compliment myself and I'm like you know doing and it has nothing to do with my body weight it has nothing to do with food it's just like that mental shift happened first yeah and it's not a linear pathway either like I must say there's been months where I'm like feeling awesome and then all the health stuff comes super easy once you learn it once you have that down like when you're feeling good like you will take care of yourself I think a lot of people have trust issues with themselves that like they won't take care of themselves. Yeah, that's why we love diets as a society, is because you're in a box. Yeah, and you can like you can't slip up or you have to follow this way and whatever. It's because you don't trust yourself. You don't trust that you will feed yourself the food that will like take care of you and nourish your body, or you will exercise. It's like as a punishment instead of like like savoring that moment and like needing that movement or that mental space, that time, whatever and. Those are all mental shifts. Yeah, Those are absolutely. all mental shifts that happen first before, you know, you put in the work. You can put in the work first. It's going to be really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a roller coaster. You're going to be up, down, up, down, up, down. Instead of just, like, the steady, slow incline with, like, the occasional dip. Yeah. You know, because when you have those dips and you have the mental tools to be kind to yourself, <laughs> then it's going to be so much easier to get back on track. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love how you talk to yourself just like you would talk to a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, 
you're a sexy bitch. No, like it's and I've not. I've normally when I've looked in the mirror, I've like you know picked about myself like. Oh, like, you know, your stomach looks this way or like, and it's so, it's so weird too, because, and I challenge whoever's listening to this to just pay attention to the thoughts that like your own thoughts, right? Like the first step is self-awareness, like understand how you talk to yourself, but also understand the feelings that you have when you're looking at yourself or you're eating a meal and you hear those thoughts. Like for example, there was a time that I recently was feeling awesome. Like I was stress-free, I looked in the mirror, like I loved how my body looked. First time in like 20 years probably that I've ever just like truly like loved how I looked and felt awesome. And then this voice, I call her the bitch in the back of my head, came online and was like, you're too skinny. Like now you have no ass. You know, and, like, I actually had to actively, like, sounds a little crazy, but have, like, have a conversation in my head and be like, no, no, no. Like, it's okay to feel good. Like, there's going to be a lot of people when you start off wherever you are in your health journey, you're going to look in the mirror and you're, you're going to say, like, oh, my God, you look great today. And then all of a sudden, there's going to be a voice in the back of your head that says, well, you still have those, like, stomach rolls. Or, like, you still, like, I can still see those stretch marks. Like, you know, are you going to eat that? Are you going to eat that? You know, that voice in the back of your head. And you have to learn how to shut it off. Yes. And it's always going to be there. But learning how to, like, have that conversation with yourself and shut it off, I think, has helped me profoundly. Yeah. Like, move mountains in terms of, like, my health journey. Because those thoughts are going to come up. They're never going to go away all throughout your life, especially as women and our bodies change all the time. Hormones change, weight changes every month. Like there's always going to be highs and there's always going to be lows. How do you navigate the lows? Yeah. I think that you just hit on like the, the number one key thing when it it comes to body image because that boy it's it's like whether it be about body image or about an action that you're doing like no matter what it is it's like we have these voices online all of the time Mm -hmm. and I think that the people who are really struggling and who see someone else who Mm -hmm. doesn't appear to be struggling yeah they think that that person has something that they They don't. don't and it's like no but also yes Mm -hmm. and what they have is this like ability to focus their attention on the voices that are positive in their mind Mm -hmm. rather than when that negative voice comes up like focusing their attention on the negative and then letting it totally spiral out of control it's that that control of the mental Mm -hmm. game that's that's it. That's that it. If you it. if you can like conquer that, yeah. you're good on so many different so levels of your life. No, I agree. Like having that that ability and that awareness because it's like it really nobody is excluded from that. I mean, I was listening to a Victoria's Secret model um talk on Instagram the other day about her body image problems, you know, and like her weight gain and all these things and I'm sitting here like you look like everybody thinks the next person is has it better and has it hotter and whatever but no giving yourself grace and like learning to befriend that voice in the back of your head and tell her to shut the fuck up and because she will rob you he or she whoever's in the back of your head will rob you of your happiness yep 
Like, even sometimes in my happiest moments, I've, like, heard a voice that says, like, you're not allowed to be, like, that this happy. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Right. No, it is our born right, our God-given right to be as happy. Like, that is the one thing in this life that we are entitled to, mm-hmm. is just happiness. And your ego and that, that voice will rob you of that every step of the way if you don't, aren't aware of it and you don't learn how to befriend it mm-hmm. or you know, tell to shut up yeah. <laughs> and like live your life. And that has been profound. And, and it, like you said, it can be applied to so many things, especially like food and body image. Like food is very real and it seems so counterintuitive. And the, there has to be at some point, like some kind of worksheet or journal prompts or something that can help people like along this, along this journey. Because I feel like when you first start out trying the mental first, like if I told you right now, like, you're going to lose 10 pounds in a week, you don't change how you eat, you don't change how you exercise, you're just going to journal. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, you're, you're like, like, yeah, right, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're like, okay. But truly, like, if you did that first, if you really got the mental down first, and you were nicer to yourself, and you loved yourself Wow, if you loved yourself, could you imagine? I love this and I'm going to use this when I'm in practice in terms of like how to communicate with people. When we kind of spoke about this earlier, but like when you think about your younger self or like your future child or your current child or your sister, someone that you truly like love, how would you take care of them? Would you would you shove donuts down their throat? Would you like would you tell them to go run two miles because you ate something no you would never do that you know like think about what you would do to your daughter and like how you would treat her and stuff and so maybe in like the context of food if you're thinking about like how you want to take care of yourself and and food and and time I love that excuse people I don't have the time to cook I don't have the time like uh whatever and I get it life is busy but if like if you if your daughter is like hungry or your son is hungry you don't have the time to like feed them like a good meal you know like you deserve that too your loved one think about like your partner in life like the things that you would drop and do for them like if they if they were sick and they needed you like you would take care of them. Right. Like we need to take care of ourselves the way we take care of other people because you ultimately cannot be your best for the world until you are taken care of. Yeah. And that is so hard. I remember when I was sick with COVID, I was going to drive like 45 minutes to go pick up these supplements. And I was like, oh, like, should I do that? Should I spend the money on these supplements? Should I like drive like all this way to go get them whatever? Like, oh, I don't really know if I need that. And then I thought in my head, I'm like, if my best friend, my boyfriend was sick with COVID, oh, my ass would be, I would have left 10 minutes ago to go pick up these supplements, <laughs> spent all the money, spent all the time because they are sick and they need to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so I had that realization and I had that moment for myself. Yeah. You're not in your head. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Everything you're saying, like, yeah, spot on. Yeah. I think that's so great. And I think the thing is, it's like people use the excuse of time all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, think about, I think we've really had a rehaul with quarantine mm-hmm. because now you have, like, a lot of people yeah. 
do have the extra time and I'm sorry for the frontline workers like God bless you for for still like getting out there and spending all your time and having just a lot more added to your plate but for the people who are have more time at home it's like okay, did you do the things that you always say that you don't have time to do? Mm-hmm. Like, did you do those things? Mm-hmm. And the answer is probably no. You know, I've had many conversations about this. Yeah. And it's like the thing is that you have, to, you have to understand and you have to mentally understand it and then you have to embody it mm-hmm. is that what you prioritize is what has your time. Yeah. So, so your time, whatever you're spending time on, those yeah. are your priorities. Oh, 100%. And I think that so many people in their mind think that one thing is a priority for them. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Like, your, your actions will show your priorities. Yeah. And our society is wired in a way that if your priority is yourself, like, you're selfish. But that's not how it should be. Right. We got to put the oxygen mask on yes, first. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> no, truly. And... I mean, it, it it can get, obviously, if you want to get in the weeds with it, you can in terms of, like, prioritizing yourself. But just from the basic standpoint of, like, health and happiness and, like, wellness, like, you have to prioritize yourself. Mm-hmm. And you won't, I don't feel, I feel like people won't get to, you know, like, their ultimate goals or just, like, happiness or find peace and stuff if they they keep looking externally instead of taking a second to be like okay what can I do to like help myself but then that also again it goes back to you're only going to help yourself if you love yourself Mm -hmm. if you hate yourself you're not going to be nice to yourself and you're not going to prioritize yourself and you're going to prioritize the people and the things that you love whatever that is yeah you know so it, it truly all comes back to like as cliche as it sounds it's the damn truth mm-hmm. <laughs> self-love like let's just talk about that like it's about self-love that is like the theme of my 2021 because um I've been in you know long-term relationships my whole life and I'm so good at it <laughs> I'm so good at you know making other people feel like loved and taken care of and and making sure their health is good and they're happy and all that and it comes so naturally and then when I force myself to just be alone like and practice self-love I realized oh my god I'm really mean to myself you know the voice in the back of my head like it's not it's easier for me to distract myself with other people's lives than to focus on myself and I you know I'm fortunate that I have the time. There are obviously people who are going to listen to this who have kids and have husbands and their lives are very intertwined. But still, Tate, like, the people in your life will love and thank you if you start taking care of yourself. Yeah. And loving yourself. Because you radiate different energy. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing when it comes to, like, personal development. Like, Mm -hmm. even getting, I mean, self-love is obviously, like, the Mm -hmm. corners. Like, you have to have that to to go to the places where, like, I would take you. But um, I think a a really big thing that people get caught up in is, like, I want these people around me to change. Yeah. And then it's, like, they're they're pointing their finger rather than pointing it on themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, like, getting distracted by, like, other people's lives and distracted by their stuff. Mm -hmm. And I found that. And when you really, like, point that back and just, like, harness that love for yourself, like, Mm -hmm. really build yourself up, 
you do you start vibrating at like a totally different frequency but then what the beautiful and magical thing that happens is that the other people around you see that they see you change they see your light they see that your vibration is higher Mm -hmm. and they you show them what's possible so then they start making changes too yeah because I think a really common thing is that when when say a family or a couple want to start eating more healthy Mm -hmm. they'll go back and blame each other back and Mm -hmm. forth for well like well she's not helping well he's not helping well Mm -hmm. he blah 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 blah. and it's like stop like just stop each of you how can each of you go about this and are you both going about it in the right way are you doing Mm -hmm. it to like beat yourself up because you're overweight and you hate that and you hate the way that you look or are you Mm -hmm. doing it because you're like hey I want to live the best life possible with you let's do this together and let's nourish ourselves and fill ourselves up and let's just have this lifestyle that we keep saying that we want to have like Mm -hmm. let's just fucking do it totally I mean going off of that I think one thing that I've really learned with like the courses I've been taking and the people I've been listening to is like how do you want to feel yeah you know first and thinking about you know let's body image and and food so how like I'm asking you like how do you want to feel and a lot of people they don't really know the answer to that they just think I want to be 10 pounds lighter I'm gonna be 20 pounds lighter okay but how, yeah, like, yeah, but how, but how like, are you going to feel? How, how, how is that good? Like, are you going to feel more confident? Are you going to feel more beautiful? Are you going to feel like you can ask for a raise at your job now? Or like, what, are you going to feel like more, like, you're going to attract, like, the love of your life? Like, what, or with food, like, you know, if you didn't, you know, get anxiety around, like, eating sweets or you felt like you had a healthy relationship with food, like, how are you going to feel? How do you want to feel? Peaceful, I would say. Um, like, no, ha- not having any anxiety, which again goes along with peaceful, yeah. but like excited, maybe excited about food, excited about social gatherings. I can't tell you how many. This makes me so sad. How many social gatherings? And I'm a very social person. That I've missed out on in life. How many beaches I didn't go to with friends because I could not be comfortable in a bathing suit or not have anxiety sitting at a dinner table. Like those are life moments. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel ya. I mean, I, I've been there too. Yeah. It's, so many, so many people have. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to lose the weight overnight. You're not going to change your relationship with food overnight. But you can start changing how you want to feel yeah. first. And that's really hard, but that's like 90% of the work. Right. Is like figuring out, getting very clear on like how you want to feel and start feeling like that today mm-hmm. right so so when you do that practice do yeah. you like are there moments where you like tap in and you're like okay I'm gonna take this time to just like feel into that feeling and then you like go about your day and then you just keep reminding yourself like is that how you do it yeah or? so there's um there's a one technique that I recently started doing um and you can apply this to any era <laughs> any area of your life but um if you're trying to lose weight or on some kind of health journey um, choose words that resonate with that but the like there's so you choose three words however you want to feel and then you set three reminders in your phone throughout the day and they just like come up and so my three words were um like intentional present and relaxed because mm, I'm very stressed <laughs> I love that yeah and so those reminders will just come up and then it makes me pause and think like okay am I being intentional am I present Am I relaxed? And then it makes you like check yourself. And so if for body image, you know, if you want to feel 
more confident, you want to feel beautiful, you want to feel um, at peace. Like if those are your three words, then when you set those reminders, you're going to start being like, maybe that voice, maybe at that moment when your phone goes off, you were looking in the mirror and you were telling yourself how ugly you look. You know, and then your phone goes off, that alarm goes off, and it says, like, beautiful on it. And then you have to rewire yourself to be like, okay, how can I make myself feel more beautiful? Like, what can I do right now? And that, just having that, like, constant reminder, you start to just change your behavior. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Powerful. It's so good. Yeah. It's it's very powerful. Um, That's one of the exercises. Um, One of the other ones is... Uh, um, so that you can set reminders. I mean, there's... Oh, that's what I wanted to say. So there's words of affirmation. I feel like a lot of people have tried words of affirmation. And I definitely have tried in the um, body image, the health, food relationship realm. I've tried doing words of affirmation. And I have to say I have had more progress with self-compassion and with um, the feeling words. Because words of affirmation are great, but like you don't, they just, they just kind of feel it. It's like harder. It's fake. It's fake. It's harder to try on. It really takes time. Because it feels so uncomfortable. Because it feels so uncomfortable. And you're just like, ugh, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars right now. Like I'm not wealthy. Like, you know, (laughs) it's, it's really hard. But the self-compassion is huge because that ultimately is like what's keeping you back. It's like self-sabotage. Most people, the biggest person that's holding them back, right, is themselves. So that self-compassion really helps from that. There's actually tons of research that's coming out now that's talking about, like, the people who beat up up on themselves and the people who are self-compassionate, like, who gets farther? Who does better on an exam? Like, if you're really, really hard on yourself or if you're nice to yourself. And the research is actually showing that self-compassion gets you farther in life, more aligned, more where you want to be, than if you beat up on yourself. Mm-hmm. And originally we all thought that like, no, like I have to be my biggest critic. I have to push myself, blah, 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 however hard. And so self-compassion is actually the winner in that sense. And then with the feelings, it's like words of affirmation are telling you things that you don't believe to be true. The feelings is like, okay, what can I do right now to actually feel that way? Yeah. Because even if you don't feel confident all the time, I promise you, there's been times in your life where you do feel confident. And so, like, can you, you can feel confident right now if you have your back up straight, your head up tall, your shoulders back, automatically you feel a little bit more confident, you know? So, the feelings are so powerful instead of doing like words of affirmation maybe if you've tried that and it hasn't worked for you that's like my two little keys to to helping with the mindset shift first yeah I think that's huge I'm so glad that you brought up words of affirmation because people do hear like oh you want me to like have these feeling words well I've tried the words of affirmation yeah or like I've stuck the, the things on my on my mirror and the words of affirmation I read these and I've done that too and it didn't it didn't work for me. It maybe yeah. it works for some people, but the words of affirmation thing did not yeah. get me to like where I want to be. Yeah. Same, same. And I think it's because there's a huge difference night and day be mm-hmm. behind like the mental knowing of something yeah. and then your body actually feeling it. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about feeling, it's like yes because that's the embodiment of. Yes. You know. Another thing I want to add because this happened to me recently where 
you know, and I'm, and I'm talking and I'm giving you guys all like these awesome tools, but it's not like, oh my gosh, all this stuff. And now I just reach all my goals and feel amazing, whatever. Like there are still setbacks. Um, a health journey, a body image, a feel, it's not a linear journey. I mean, a month ago, I looked at pictures of myself. I was feeling great. I was doing all these things. And this past week, I was feeling horrible. Like with my body, with how I was eating, I felt the most out of control I felt with food in over two years. I was like, I think I, I made like banana bread. I ate like half of it to myself like in one night. You know what I mean? I did all the things that I used to do in the past, except the difference is, like I can sit here and confidently say the difference is the way I treated myself is why like what's today? Saturday, why at the end of the week, I know my next week is gonna be awesome. And I know I'm gonna go back to eating healthy and I know I'm gonna exercise because I love myself. And you know, if I, and the anxiety was still there, it was still very real. I still would be like, oh my God, like you're, you're gaining weight, like you're out of control. Like you, like you don't look, all those voices that you hear, like they still exist, they still came back, all those feelings. I had to get acupuncture. I had to use my outside tools to really like help me. But at the end of the day, I think I really just gave myself grace. Like if there's a little bit more, then there's a little bit more to love. You know, like no, if there's, if, if you need to eat this chocolate, this entire bag of chocolate right now, then you need to eat it and you need to enjoy it. And you, you need to eat it. And I'm going to say it again. And you need, you need to enjoy it. Yeah. And maybe that's just what you need right now. Yeah. You know, like, and that's okay. And it's going to go away and calories are calories and they come in and they leave and whatever. Yeah. Like, whatever. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. No, it's, I'd say that was like a really hard place because I felt like, oh, I'm doing so good. Oh, like I have this awesome relationship with food. I love my body. Like, all this like self-care whatever but then there are times when life gets fucking hard and mm-hmm. you go back to old habits and whatever and it's you know you're down and that's okay yeah and old me probably would have spiraled and for the next month I would have been in a bad place but now I can say that I was only in a bad place for like you know a couple days and now I'm back and I'm not punishing myself and I look in the mirror and I still give myself compliments and you know you move on but that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of like building up with those habits yeah so you think like the habits and the mindset and like as soon as it pops up like being aware like catching it soon and then shifting like is that what you'd say like the process that you went through is just like constantly I would say that's a great question the process is like let's do an example I'll give you an example from my very real life of like recently this week for body image so I've always had issues where like my I'm Asian and Asian bodies look different than you know all bodies look different let's just talk about that for a second <laughs> like if you're comparing yourself to a different um, ethnicity culture whatever um, height like bone density like there's so many things that are people just so different and if you're comparing yourself to somebody who you're never going to look like, you're going to be sad. And so I've that's one thing that I've really realized. Like, I'm petite. I'm small. Asians carry body weight. Like, not in their legs and their ass. They carry it in their waist. 
And so that's something I've always like struggled with. I've had like skinny tiny thighs, a small ass, skinny arms, and then I feel like a little belly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's been something that has always like I've been, you know, insecure about or like wanted to work on or whatever. And it comes and goes. And so this past week, I wasn't eating the best because of stress, which is very real. Pay attention to the stressors in your life because that will, that's probably like the number one thing is like stress. Yeah. Over overeating or exercising, like your stress levels, that's a whole different episode. Um, but then I, I panicked and I like looked in the mirror and I pinched my waist and I felt like, oh no, like you looked so good a month ago and now you're back and I heard that voice and you know what I actually covered up my mirror for a day and I envisioned like and I set my screensaver as a picture of the person who I know I am I know I look like and I just tried to embody her oh that's beautiful and like in my head like think about you know her how she feels like just trust that whatever I needed like I would honor it and that is like who I really am and you know and that you know I did that for like a day or two and then I took the the mirror down and my waist still looked the same but I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like that's like you look awesome you know and so I'd say the process is number one no noticing your thoughts right and noticing what you say to yourself and then I would say from there it's if you need to feel those feelings like feel them because sometimes you can easily be try to be super positive or be whatever at first and then it just feels like really fake and like you're kind of ignoring feelings that need to be felt yes right so like if I look in the mirror and I wasn't feeling great which I wasn't like okay you're not feeling you're not feeling the best you know that's okay and just kind of like feel that but that doesn't mean you're not beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you still don't love yourself and you're going to take care of yourself. So, number 1, noticing the voices, feeling the feelings. Then, two, giving yourself some compassion and some like it's okay. Like talk to yourself. Whatever that that looks like for you, whatever that sounds like to you. For me, it was like it it was like telling myself that you know, I'm, I'm still beautiful and I know how to take care of myself and I, I love exercising because it feels good and I enjoy chocolate and it's delicious and all the things that I'm eating because my appetite has been insane. I'm just extracting all of the nutrients and all of the love from it. Like it's not a calorie thing it's just like I'm just like nourishing myself doesn't matter if I'm eating like 2,000 calories more than like maybe I would be eating like I'm just flip that perspective and then once you're in that place then it's easy because when you go from feeling really really shitty and you may feel shitty for a couple days I'm not gonna lie I'm quick enough and I've practiced enough where I can kind of shift relatively quickly This might take people who are starting off a lot longer. And so, but once you do make that shift, that mental shift, then everything else comes easier. Like, for example, I wanted to work out the next day because, and I felt great. I didn't feel like I was punishing myself. 
I felt like awesome and powerful and strong and sexy and amazing, you know? And then that one little thing translates to, okay, well now I'm gonna, I wanna eat this way. And then it's like this positive cycle that happens, but it all happened because instead of beating myself up and looking in the mirror and like sticking with those icky feelings, and trying to avoid food and then like sneaking food to myself or eating shitty and then feeling worse and then exercising, over-exercising and then like, you know, binge and like that, you, we've all spiraled down that cycle, right? Yeah. The difference between like, there's two paths. You're sitting in the middle, you're feeling shitty. The difference between the good path and the bad path is whether or not you're going to make that mind shift I can't say that word today. Mindset. Mindset shift. Thank you. <laughs> and you're going to be compassionate to yourself. And you're going to remember your feeling words. And then you're going to do that one thing that makes you feel a little bit better. And then that's going to translate to another thing that's going to make you feel a little bit better. And that's, you know, now you're walking down the good path. Versus if you let that voice in the back of your head tell you that you're fat and ugly and you have no self-control. Then you're going to start walking down that self-destructive path yeah and so I'd say like those are the yeah that was so good thank you one thing I must say though and you're gonna have to talk about this in another episode but for everyone listening especially women this is something that I want you guys to look up um are the way we eat and exercise is supposed to be based on our cycle like our 28 day lunar cycle and nobody talks about that and so your energy, your the food that you eat should be based on where you are in your cycle. And there is an awesome website called um, In the Flow or Flow Living, I think, where they lay that out for you. But that is one thing that I've learned only being in med school that we're not supposed to, if you're doing like, for example, your menstrual cycle, you're doing HIIT workouts and your energy's in the toilet and you actually need to be going on like long walks, you're gonna gain weight. That's why if you put a male and a female on the same exact diet plan and the same exact exercise plan, he will be shredded in a month and she will maybe lose a pound or two but probably gain weight, <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah, so, so there is a lot that has to do with our hormones as women and honoring our, it's called our infradian rhythm, which is a 28-day cycle. And so that is something that is really, really helpful for all the people listening for like body image and food and stuff is looking into that because if you are trying to live your life and you're a woman in her reproductive years, sorry, let me be specific, in her reproductive years, um, that is trying to live your life based on like this 24-hour clock and like exercising and eating like that, you're going to be fighting a, a lifelong battle until you're in menopause. It's actually profound. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Yeah. I'm actually going to be interviewing Dr. Jonelle Shaw. So mm-hmm. she is a chiropractor and ND, and we're going to be talking all about menstrual cycle stuff because that's something that I I need to align to with. Align, because I, yeah. for me, like even the amount of work that I do, like if I set myself up to have a lot of calls and mm-hmm. work to do on my menstrual cycle, that it's the same thing. It's like I'm fighting an uphill battle yes. because I'm supposed to be going quietly internal exactly and especially for the body image like I would say one thing that women really resonate with is like 
around certain areas of your cycle like right before you're about to bleed and also on day 14 during ovulation like your estrogen is higher like you're gonna have water weight you know and if you're not in sync with your cycle and then all of a sudden you feel great and then you look in the mirror and you step on the scale and you're like holy shit I look like five pounds heavier I I gained five no you didn't and then those negative feelings are gonna make you eat poorly or whatever the cycle is it's like as women we need to be very in tune with our bodies because she's changing all the time yeah like all the time I actually did this experiment for myself I measured my waist. I don't recommend like measuring your body, but I wanted to see something. I measured my waist. This was about a week or two, a week before my period, I think. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, what in the world? Like my waist looks huge. And I, I knew with my education that it was my period, but like my emotional self started like panicking that I was like gaining weight. And so I measured my waist and I said, I'm not gonna do anything differently. I'm not gonna eat differently. I'm not going to exercise differently. Nothing. This is purely an experiment for myself. And I then I said, I'm going to like, you know, go through my cycle, go through my period. And then a week later, I'll measure my waist again. And so I measure my waist again and I lost two inches on my waist. Two inches. Holy shit. Yes. On my waist. And I actually was eating worse than I normally do. I was like, whatever, eating like some chocolate here and there and whatever on my period and just like doing yoga. I wasn't doing any, nothing different. I actually was probably being lazier and eating worse. Damn. And so that just proved to me that like, wow, I cannot be judging myself all the time, every day in the mirror. Like, no, stop it. Stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stop judging yourself so much because you change and you have to honor yourself. And I mean, we're lucky because the more you learn about the woman's body and for everyone listening who has, you know, been through the beautiful process of having a baby, like you're aware of what we're made for and what we go through, you know, and it's, it's profound. And so to think that women and like young women, especially just don't understand like the power of their body and like how to honor it and how to love it and how to just like become friends with it and stuff like makes me so sad. And I really hope that, you know, podcasts like this and other things can kind of change that narrative because we are like beings that can really, I mean, we change the world. We 3D print like little humans, right? (laughs) Like that's so profound. And the things that our body goes through is, it's amazing. It's a miracle. And so it makes, like, we should not be looking in the mirror every day and be like upset about what we see back or whatever else. Yeah, I love that. I feel like we just need, like, a mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. That's incredible. I love that perspective. Thank you. So good. It's taken time, and it's hard, too. I mean, it is hard, because the second you get on social media and stuff, and you see things, you start comparing yourself, the last story that I will share is something that actually happened today, and I've been wanting to tell you this, was I was at a Pilates class, and to my left, there were these two beautiful tall because I'm 5'3 so they were tall white women and then to my right there were these like um average height a little shorter probably more around my height um they looked like Asian and Hispanic and I'm looking to my left and everyone's beautiful like they're all fit we're in this awesome Pilates class but the bodies were so different and if I compared myself to these tall white women on the left who had these tiny waists and these like hips and these abs and 
I would not feel the best. But if I look to my right and I see, you know, this Asian woman and this Hispanic woman who have bodies that are a little more similar to me, we're shorter, we have like a little more of like, oh, like a waist and our like our hips aren't as wide, whatever, like it's just different metrics. Beautiful bodies all around. Everyone is fit. Everyone looks great. And I look at them and I, you know, that is another way to kind of like check yourself. Like who are you comparing your standard of beauty to? Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not going to be 5'8". I'm not going to have a torso that long ever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have hips that wide ever. So why would I look at that beautiful woman and not just be like so happy for her and then love myself, you know? Like really start to pay attention to like what you are looking and filtering through in your life on your phone, the people you're looking at and and start to be aware of that because I look, I felt awesome when I looked at the Asian women. I was like, look at us, you know, like seeing someone that looks more like me. Yeah. You know, and that can be across, it doesn't have to be across ethnicities. That could be across height. That could be across like, you know, any, any petite, like bigger boned, wherever you are at. Like, who are you comparing yourself to? Yeah. That's huge. That's so huge. Okay. So for the listeners who just love you so much, (laughs) love you as much as me, uh, for them to, like, are you okay with them contacting you? Yeah, like, absolutely. Where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. So my handle is live, L-I-V, Muzonas. It's a weird one. Um, it's spelled M-U-Z-O-N-E-S. So Instagram, feel free to DM me if you have any questions. I would love to have any kind of conversation, share some of the resources that I have found helpful for myself to anybody. So thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. You're so welcome. Okay, I have one more question now. Last question. Okay. What is like the one big takeaway that you want every single woman to know? Oh, that's deep. Hmm. I would say the one thing that I want every woman to know is her power. That and pause because so many women don't know their power and it is really easy to tap into through self-love and self-compassion. When you are nice to yourself, when you look in the mirror and you tell yourself that you are fucking beautiful, when you do all of those things, you start to feel it. You start to feel your power. And it may start out slow, like a little like flicker, you know? Mm -hmm. But then it's going to build, and it's going to build, and it's going to build, and all of a sudden you're going to be this fucking powerhouse of a woman that is just like standing in her own, but it, it you can't not get there unless you start with being nice to yourself, giving yourself grace, and loving yourself. Mic drop! <laughs> that is my yes. answer to that question. Okay, thank you so much. Of course. Uh, thank you guys.